back to the Camp Sports Podcast, fellow Wildcats. My name is Brody Dryden, and I'll be your host this evening as my guest, Robbie Leonio, gives their analysis of all things U of A sports this week. So, Robbie, let's start off with uh, the needless to say disappointing performance uh, the Arizona Wildcats brought on the uh, football field against USC. For those who didn't watch, um, the Wildcats lost 20-24. to um, to the USC Trojans, you were there, Robbie, covering the game for uh, Camp Sports. Uh, what, what were your What were your thoughts? What, just give me right off the top of your head what what you're thinking when you think of that game. Well, the, the, what I'm going to say here is, uh, first of all, Arizona did almost come back. You know, that fourth quarter, whatever. Yep. But if they still won, they wouldn't have deserved to. The uh, to me, I believe that the uh, that Arizona's offense was completely lackluster. There was absolutely nothing going on within that offense. Um, if I and I was joked about this, I wouldn't really say joked. I really talked about this during the uh, game when I was doing play by play. Um, I was like, okay, if we're gonna do a game ball here, um, to if Arizona happens to win, it's the defense. Mm-hmm. That defense really put it together. Yep. in that second half, and that's the reason why the game actually kept it close. You had uh, one strip sack and another forced fumble. Like That's just what Arizona needs to do, at least on the defensive side. They did all the work. The offense couldn't just could, put, could not put it together. Yeah, yeah, definitely give uh, credit where it's due because the U of A held USC to only 24 points, which is – um, the fewest all season um, next, right behind um, Oregon State. When they, but that, that's Oregon State, so <laughs> obviously. Um, so Khalil Tate, he had uh, two touchdowns, uh, only threw one interception, um, which you know isn't isn't too bad. What what are you thinking overall this season? Khalil Tate's obviously not reached, gotten close to reaching the expectations that a lot of um, people gave him. Where, where do you think this puts Khalil Tate in? Um, his position for like draft stock, just overall, what, what, what's your view on uh, Khalil? Over the last couple of weeks, it's everything's been significantly hurt. Like he's went from a super contender, super Heisman contender, to just some you know average quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's made some great throws, and you know his he's got a great arm. But the reason why he was a Heisman caliber quarterback was his running game, and we've n- have yet to see any of it this season Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is mostly attributed to his ankle like there is no really official status that he's officially hurt and he has a fit his ankle is officially hurt but if you're watching there if you're at arizona stadium watching the game you can just see he's walking a little gingerly on it uh Mm -hmm. he's not he's trying his best not to i mean you see you might see a couple five yard bursts from him but that is the about as far as you're gonna go Mm -hmm. And that's the disappointing thing, because everyone is paying money this season to watch him run, and yeah. is could, haven't seen it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, but where there is the um, the dark with Khalil Tate, there's the light with J.J. Taylor, who um, didn't have the best game against USC, didn't get a touchdown in, had 18 carries for 50 yards. Um, but obviously, J.J. Taylor blew up um, in Oregon State uh, the, the week before, and um, He's, you know, he's only a sophomore. Um, I, I don't think anyone quite had the highest expectations for J.J. Taylor, but he is literally taking the ball and running with it. Um, so w- what is your analysis? Do you think um, he can 
you know, take more of a leadership role, you know, um, kind of take away that the gold jersey from uh, Khalil Tate, or do, do you see him kind of falling back and, like, getting more performances like um, we saw against USC, um, not too efficient? Um, or, yeah, where, where's his cap for this year, do you think, Robbie? Um, I don't know if we'll be able to see another performance mirrored like he did against Oregon State. Um, I'm I'd, although I'd really like him to like to see that way. Uh, these couple next couple weeks is really going to be a telltale sign of how he's going to do for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Um, I mean I know it's hard to say that because you know you've got Cal and then Utah and yeah. it just gets t- it gets tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got to have that mentality. You know that he knows it's tough. Then that's the thing. It's gonna what's gonna make it harder for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see him consistently doing well against these teams mm-hmm. and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna say though a guy that i know will be consistent or i'd say two guys i know will be consistent and two guys i know can be that captain or that leader of the team and i kind of saw this through the pr- post-game press conferences in these last couple weeks sean brown and tony ellison okay these guys uh you know they have more composure and I you know, just saw the way Khalil Tate expressed himself in the postgame. I don't see him as a leader mm-hmm. in that sense. Like, he's kind of, like, very, I don't know, in a shell almost. He just kind of doesn't want to talk. And yeah. Tony Ellison and Sean Brown, they're not afraid to kind of, you know, kind of really talk about what went wrong. And they're both of them are very consistent, too. Mm-hmm. They will they, – they catch most of the, you know, mo- most of the balls that are thrown towards them. Yeah. And – they have again just played just the most consistent football out of the most of the players I've seen all season long. Mm-hmm. All right, very good, very good. So um, obviously those guys are more the uh, leaders in this. Um, uh, you know, people you view as um, being leaders on this uh, U of A football team. Who is is there somebody we saw Stanley Berryhill, the uh, uh, freshman, get his first touchdown um, all season, or obviously this career. Um, against USC this past week, is there any you know maybe maybe not Stanley Berry maybe Stanley Berry Hill any younger guys that you see you know picking up maybe seizing an opportunity, um, kind of like Ellison to um, be leaders in the future maybe even not this year but who, who's somebody that you've seen these past few weeks, um, you know really show some a lot of potential for the, for this Wildcat squad. Um, you know what's interesting is um, not necessarily too young but. Um, a guy that I've seen, you know, on if you want to go back to the uh, go back to the backfield, mm-hmm. Gary Brightwell has actually somewhat impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, I like what I've seen from him, um, and to think he's, you know, backing up JJ Taylor, I, I think he can only get better, and he can only kind of become that guy that kind of, you know, yeah. round bound up a team. All right, awesome. Yeah, um, I I would have to agree. I think Gary Brightwell has a well bright future um, form, so I couldn't agree more. Um, so let's move on to uh, next week. Uh, the Arizona Wildcats are staying at home. They're going to be playing the California uh, Golden Bears. Uh, you, you'll be covering this game as well for um, Camp Radio. Very excited to hear that. Um, you'll be in the booth with Victor Garcia. For all those that want to tune in on uh, Saturday night, I'll be on 1570 AM or camp.arizona.edu. Um, so ESPN has Arizona winning this game and their matchup predictor, 57.1%. They're in, they're in favor. 
Um, do, you, do you agree with that? Do you think Arizona's got this game in the bag? I mean, I guess that doesn't necessarily say it's in the bag, but do, do you give them the edge against Cal, or um, what, what, what are your, what's your score prediction for this game? I'm actually quite surprised that ESPN has Arizona as a score predi- to potentially win this game. Is Keep in mind, Cal was a ranked team just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they have played some really good football. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Arizona has not, yeah. um, which wha- which is interesting. I mean, yes, Arizona's at home, and and you know that does make some of the difference. It's family weekend. You know, have all these fans going, coming mm-hmm. in, whatever. Um, I just can't have it in me to say Arizona can, you know, really put it together to win this game mm-hmm. with the performance that I saw against USC. I just can't, especially since it's against a Pac-12 North team, and the Pac-12 North this year is just exponentially wow. better than the South. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah, y- y- so you, you stick by that even with, um, you know, they came off a loss against Oregon. That was pretty bad. 40, 42 to 24 is the final score of Cal versus Oregon last week, even though Oregon is a great team this year. Um, I'll put it this way is um, before the Oregon game, I had Cal blowing us out. Okay. Um, now it's I think it's going to be closer, but I still do have Cal winning. Okay. Awesome, awesome. So um, how about Khalil Tate, 10 touchdowns so far, only three interceptions, um, total of 1,271 yards um, this year. doesn't look too bad, especially compared to uh, Chase Garbers, the uh, uh, Cal quarterback. He only has six touchdowns and has four interceptions, um, kind of a dismal 493 yards, um, if I do say so myself. Um, but do you, do you see Khalil Tate – you know, kind of staying stagnant. Do you do you think it, do you think it would even be smart for him to be like going out there in full force if he's like on an injured ankle, or do you um, think like maybe put out Rhett Rod or something like that? What do you think the fix is for Khalil Tate right now? Like, what what's the best move for this team? Um, I'd like to see him run. Obviously, we mm-hmm. all do. Um, whether that's not whether or not that's going to happen, you can maybe see again, as I mentioned, a couple bursts every now and then. But if we re- if he re- really want to get to everything and ha- have him get more comfortable and being a p- quarterback, mm-hmm. he's got to stop getting way too pressured in that pocket. Mm-hmm. I see so many rollouts, so many mistakes he's done when he gets so much pressure. When all that w- when the d- when the offensive line collapses, he just mm-hmm. has nothing to do. And mm-hmm. that's what you know made him where he ended up making the mistake against USC. That one interception. Uh, honestly, I have no idea where that went. Like, I don't know wh- why he decided to throw in that direction. Yeah. Um, Seemed so like a kind of a fundamental quarterback <laughs> move yeah. to, like, not do that. Yeah, he just has to feel, get more comfortable within that pocket mm-hmm. and make sure, and, like, obviously it's just the, off- the offensive line, you know, to make sure he has enough time, but he's still just got to make sure he, he feels comfortable enough to mm-hmm. not make those, you know, fundamental mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, so with the Arizona Wildcats being two and three, one and one in conference play, um, I know we had very high expectations, you know, compared to past years going into this season. Uh, where do you see the a- end of this season being at? Do you think we're gonna like scrape out like a, a Sun Bowl with six wins? Um, wh- where, where are you looking at like bowl game wise, end of the season wise? Do you think Khalil Tate is um, gonna make his way uh, back into the Heisman watch somehow? Uh, back in the Heisman watch, I th- I think that's long gone. Um, even if he just comes out and bursts once again, like it's he's made 
like, you just made too many mistakes so far. I don't think it's that that that's a chance. But I do say I will say this. I think Arizona will kind of bounce back a little bit. They'll learn from their mistakes they've already made this season, and they will fight. F- they will fight for a bull spot. Um, so probably about six wins, and I won't say no more than seven. Okay. But it will it will be uh, a tough s- season. <laughs> to uh, give you guys a quick update on volleyball. Um, The Arizona Wildcats have been absolutely on fire uh, the past couple weeks, starting with a uh, win-sweeping rivals, Arizona State, 3-0. It was a beautiful uh, win to see in person. McHale was electric. Uh, Fans were booming. Um, Unfortunately, the Wildcats traveled to number two in the nation, Stanford, uh, the following Sunday, and fell one to three getting that one set though um did prove enough momentum to uh, take on oregon in eugene uh the following friday september 28th um, and knocked down oregon in an intense three to two uh battle it was a wonderful game uh to see uh kendra delk had uh 26 kills uh candace denny had 13 followed by Paige whipple um as the team leaders Paige whipple had 11 um, Oregon uh, did obviously put up a very valiant effort, more of an even spread of things, uh, with Lindsey Vandervide at 17 kills, Renika Stone at 16 kills, and Willow Johnson. Uh, Randy John, the legendary MLB pitcher, Randy Johnson's daughter, um, got 15 kills in that game. Um, you know, what really set him apart, though, uh, was Kendra Delk's uh, performance, um, which obviously she went on, uh, took that momentum, Uh, Not as great of a team, but um, as they were ranked number 24, took down Oregon State back in McHale, um, 3-0, sweeping them. Uh, Paige Whipple uh, led that game with 18 kills. Um, uh, Devin Cross and Candace Denny um, totaling up to seven blocks. Um, Julia Patterson, obviously, uh, team leader in assists with 39. Um, And um, those performances earned Kendra Delk Offensive Player of the Week uh, this past week for the Pac-12, um, which is obviously a great honor, um, hopefully uh, leading the team uh, to keep on climbing the ranks. Looking forward uh, to the rest of the schedule. No more uh, ranked teams for quite a while. They play um, Washington and Washington State here in McHale, both October 5th, um, subsequently um, October 7th against, um, that's a Sunday against Washington State. Um, after that, it'll be at UC- UCLA and USC, which, although they're not uh, neither of them are ranked this year, always uh, kind of some tough matchups. But um, you know, I think everyone's believing in Arizona volleyball right now, and uh, we'll see if they can bring that momentum, uh, finish out the year strong, make a tournament appearance, and uh, see how much of a run um, they can make on that. So, uh, with that being said, that concludes the camp sports radio podcast um we really appreciate having you guys listen and uh please um email sports at camp.arizona.edu if you'd like to be involved in any way on the podcast whether it uh, means calling in or um coming into the studio being a guest speaker we love to hear um outside voices 
um, at all times. If you have any questions, suggestions for the podcast, we'd really appreciate that. Sports at camp Arizona. Uh, .edu. But other than that, this has been um, your camp sports director, Brody Dryden, uh, signing off um, on October 2nd, 2018 for the Camp Sports Radio Podcast.